This podcast was made possible thanks to Drama Victoria. I would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the lands we find ourselves on and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. I acknowledge the Wurundjeri Willem people of the Kulin Nation where we record today. You're listening to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman, and today we're speaking with Amy Norton, a recent graduate of Eltham College who has been accepted into NIDA's three-year Bachelor of Fine Arts Technical Theatre and Stage Management course in 2021. Amy has been Eltham College's technical leader, running after-school tech club for passionate theatre students, and has been an extraordinary stage manager for numerous college musicals and plays. Her work in theatre studies was displayed at the Top Designs exhibition in 2020, and she received the Rising Star Technical Award at the Lyrebirds in 2019. Amy's journey from on-stage actress to vital company crew member to a future career in theatre had humble beginnings, and I hope she serves as inspiration to anyone out there interested in following a similar path. Amy is a sensational stage manager, great leader and inspiring human. I was lucky enough to work with her for six years and glad she is pursuing her dreams with the creme de la creme. We were so very lucky to work with her and see her grow. Without any further ado, I bring you Amy Norton. Lots of things to talk about and we welcome to the podcast Amy Norton. Hi. Hi Amy, (laughs) how are you going? Good. Now, I know Amy pretty well. I've known Amy for six years, and it's been a pretty amazing six years, and I'm very proud to have her in this fake studio that we've created today in our drama room at Eltham College to chat about her journey and your journey. So, it started 2015 or before? Mm, Probably, like, when I was a little kid. I used to see lots of, like, community theatre stuff with my grandparents um, and my mum, we and musicals in the city. So I've always kind of had a. I, I enjoy going to the theatre, but I was never really involved. Like personally, I just went and saw things. And I remember seeing. I think it was in 2013. I saw Warhorse when it did its first tour. And I remember seeing that and being like, "Whoa, this is so cool!" Because that was probably the first play I'd seen. Because before that, I would have seen the things like. Oliver and Annie and um and I was like whoa that's really cool like one day I want to be able to do stuff like that and then yeah once I started high school was probably when I actually got involved because at primary school I didn't really it was a local public primary school there wasn't too much happening there's stuff happening in here (laughs) there's lights flashing scandalous all right great so 2013 so how old were you then 10 or 11. 10 or 11, primary school. Great. Then yeah. you got into primary school, uh, senior school and something happened? Yeah, I got involved. Well, I did Nick's drama class. Oh, yes. Term of one of year seven. And I have fun. Might not have been the favourite student in the class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took many years for you to become the favourite student. No, you were great. <laughs> um, and I enjoyed it. And then I signed up to do the play, to do Lord of the Flies. Um and that was more just social, like I would, all of my friends were doing it, so we all did it together and that was fun. And it was probably like that until year nine. And then in year nine, I got really scared because <laughs> I was all, it, we switched from doing the middle year show to being in a show with year 12s. So I was like, no way, can't do that. They're so scary. Um, 
I probably wasn't even the year 12, so it was probably two years above me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I got really upset because all of my friends were having so much fun and doing stuff. And I did suitcase series um, through Mop House Theatre. And I did that and realised how much I really enjoyed doing stuff. And that was probably the first time I'd done anything that wasn't just acting. Because um, in year seven and eight, I'd just been doing the drum, the core drama classes and acting on stage in shows. Um, and through that, we were writing, we were talking about blocking, we were doing lots of different things. And I really enjoyed that. And then through that, I think I went, you know what, I need to be in the crew for the musical. Because if I don't, I'd already missed out on being in the musical because I, I didn't want to audition. So I sent you an email and said, Nick, can I please be in the crew? And I joined the crew and just worked as a stagehand. And then at the same time as all of that, my friends were talking about doing one, two theatre studies in year 10. And I went, I probably don't have the right background to be doing one, two theatre studies, but it sounds like so much fun and I'm enjoying it now. Give it a go. And so I put it in my subject selections and then probably all happened from there. <laughs> yeah, then you got it. And yeah. then, then a lot changed for you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you shifted from your desire to be on stage to that desire to be backstage. Yeah. Throwing everyone, surprising us all. <laughs> Strong actress yeah. with lots I of think, skills. I think being on stage was had probably always been more social. Like it, I, I enjoyed being involved in the shows, but it was never something that I was super duper passionate about and something that I was like, I could take this further and I could do more with it. It was more just, oh, it's fun. And I'm with all my friends. I, li I like seeing shows. I like being in shows. Um, but yeah, once I started doing backstage, I went, this is something that I'm really passionate about and something that I can see really developing my skills with. And whether that led me to now where I'm off to go and study in that field or just the fact that I could, you know, oh, maybe I should learn how to use the lighting desk or maybe I should learn a bit more about sound. Yeah, and yeah. sound is something you became quite passionate about? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I just kind of dabbled in a bit of everything, but I ended up choosing to do sound for my theatre studies monologue at the end of year 12, and that was probably where I really had found a passion for it and enjoyed it. I'd Because I'd never really done much live work with sound. I'd never mixed for any shows. But um, I decided to do sound design because I read... So I did the I did it for The Encounter and I read the script and it, there was so much about sound within it and the original show had a lot... Like, a lot of it was based around the immersion of sound. And so I kind of followed through on that and taught myself a lot of things along the way and really enjoyed doing that. Yeah. And that was you using Adobe Audition, that was you using QLab, what was mm. it? And that you saw you just exploring those different texts? Yeah, I so I kind of used a lot of different things. I used found sound from interviews and things that were contextually accurate and came from the 1960s when the show was set. And then I also recorded different things and messed around with distorting them um, and then also finding sounds through stock audio websites um, and then yeah kind of taught myself a lot with audition 
and then put it all into QLab for, for the final product. Yeah. And you, your theatre studies teacher, the amazing Amanda Sykes, <laughs> Amanda Sykes, uh, she is also deep into sound, so she would have worked with you in, in, in... Yeah, yeah, no, she was really, really helpful with some of that stuff because she kind of pushed me to explore lots of different things and we, we worked through a lot of different ideas together and she was like, what if you made sounds live? What if you use looping what if you did this what if you did that and we played around with a lot of things um and then she was also really good at putting me in contact with people who could be helpful um so she i think for for all souls she'd got sydney to come in and work with some of the girls doing sound in our class for our show all Souls was your 3.1 yeah. show, just yeah. for clarity. Yeah. Yes. Um, and she, so then I'd kind of met Sydney through that and then she'd come back for a few different things with school. Um, and then when I started doing my sound for theatre studies, she became a good contact who helped me with a few different things. Um, yeah, so they were probably the people who had helped me out with learning some of the skills that I needed. And around that time, you were also an MTC ambassador. Do you I want to was. talk about that experience a little bit? How did that influence yeah. those few key years? Where you I, think that w- I think that was a very defining experience for me because it exposed me a lot to a lot of a range of different theatre. Um, so through that program, I think I saw eight or ten shows, one or the other. So I saw most of their season um, and there were 16 of us all in year 11 involved in the program we were meeting different people from the company every time we went into a show so it could be anyone from actors to producers to techs um or to people working in marketing within the company um and I think that was probably the first time that I'd really seen all the different parts of the show that came in and the company put together and then also just seeing such a wide range of different shows because we saw anything from kiss of the spider woman which was their musical for the season to like a view from the bridge that was a pretty small for their first show yeah great and getting that scope that helped you narrow your focus to what you wanted that solidify backstage for you yeah yeah definitely because i think i saw that that was the first time that i'd seen in a professional setting people working not just as actors because I think you hear a lot, you always see the actors on TV or being spoken about, um, but you don't, you don't hear so much about anything else. But because I was in that setting where I could see the real people doing the real jobs and seeing that that was a pathway that I could take. Hmm. Right. You're also a saviour here at Eltham College. I'll call <laughs> you the saviour because you, uh, after in uh, 2016 or 17, when you did backstage for one show, you decided to be stage manager for all the other shows forever, uh, <laughs> <laughs> creating uh, the Amy Norton dynasty here at Eltham College. So you took that on. What made you want to be a stage manager? Why do you think you were so good at it? I can tell. I can tell everyone <laughs> listening why you were so good at it. But what appeals to you about stage management, I should say? Um, I remember I nagged you for a long time saying, Nick, I want a stage manager show. And you were always kind of like, oh, oh, not sure. And then I eventually I got there. Um, because I wanted you on stage. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think 
that what was it that led me to it in the first place it possibly was that it was a role that was there right from the very start and when I'd been a stagehand you came in a week before the show watched it a couple of times did the show and then that was it and at that point we we were only doing three or four shows a week um for one week so I was like oh I really like being involved but I'm not getting to be here very much and I love being around this but I know that I don't really want to be acting because I really enjoy doing this backstage stuff but at the same time I want to be here for the full six month ride of a show uh, in a school show of course um and so I think I saw that that's what the stage managers got to do they got to be there through the whole rehearsal process and then they got to be there for the actual show um and I probably at that point didn't know too much about what they actually did. They just kind of seemed like the people who boss everyone else around. Um, So that was probably my first step into wanting to do it. And then once I got, once I got the opportunity to, I don't think I, I think the next show I did, I didn't stage manage for rehearsals. I think I did kind of, the show week and then maybe two or three weeks before the show Um, because I think that was the end of the year doing like a year five to eight show and then I kind of saw that when you're in that role you get to have kind of a hand in all different parts you get to work with costume and set and with lighting and sound and do a bit of everything but at the same time you also get you, you feel this kind of validation that what ha- where you got to at the end of the show, you really played a part in that and you made it happen. And that's probably a bit of a selfish reason. But it is really <laughs> nice seeing, you know, coming from our sessions where we sit there and we talk about all the ideas for the set uh, mm-hmm. before anything starts rehearsing and we're talking about what we want to see in the set and the costume. Those dreaming kind of, session days yeah. that we have, yeah kind of seeing it come from just scribbles in Nick's books (laughs) to that very like opening night when everything is just as good as it can possibly be and everything's all come together and the whole journey that you go through until that that I think that's probably what draws me into it because it it is really getting to be involved in every step of the way that you love that's Mm. great uh, you also, we didn't touch on this with your theatre studies, but you also got into top designs with your work. Uh, do you want to talk about maybe how that happened or why you think you were chosen or what, what as part of your folio or as part of your design, what, what you think stood out? Yeah. Um, I think with my theatre studies design, probably the, there's probably a, free, a few reasons why it got, chosen to be in top designs I think one of them that you have to kind of accept is that it ticks the boxes of exactly what they're looking for because it is it is an exam situation where you can have the most amazing performance and you can have something that's really compelling but if you're not mentioning your elements of theatre composition enough you're not going to get the full marks for that section of the exam so I think part of it was really making sure that within my script and within my designs 
I had covered all of those dot points that need to be covered to mark that that area of study. Um, and then on top of that, I think having really in-depth ideas that are not just the surface level of what you think you can do. Um, so for me, I did set and sound and rather than just, you know, ripping off the set exactly as what's written in the stage directions, picking a direction to go with it and then figuring out exactly why you're going in that direction and what your symbols are and then proving that to the examiners through your interpretation statement and through your script. So I think th those were probably the reasons why I did so well within the exam because my teacher, Amanda, really pushed me to have those all of those parts perfect. And I remember seeing, I remember <laughs> hearing your speech even the days before. You were really editing it, and you were getting yeah. it exactly right. Yeah. You were dedicated to excellence. That yeah, I think I, I think I ended up having about fifteen different drafts of my script before I got to that final one. Yeah. So they, they all ended up in my folio, which is somewhere. It's not in the museum anymore because <laughs> of COVID. They took all the folios out, but. Yeah, well, I mean, I've done lots of these conversations with people that achieve, you know, great results in VC drama and VC theatre studies and beyond. And the thing they always talk about is drafting and doing and trialling it and showing people and getting feedback. Do you think that was beneficial or is everyone else wrong? And let's listen to Amy yeah, Norton. Definitely. Like, I think probably two weeks before my exam, we had a trial exam and it was not good. Like my, Nick was in that exam watching. I was. And Nick was trying to stick up for me and be like, yeah, no, it's pretty good. And the other two teachers watching went, no, like you, you've got to pull it together in these last two weeks. And I think all the, all the foundations were there. I had a good idea. The script was great. Yeah, it needed some work, but it, it was getting there at that point. And I had good foundations for the idea, but it did need to get pulled together. And it just took that work to make sure that you had every single thing ticked off and then really present it in an enticing way, especially for design, because I think you can fall into the trap of just talking very blandly about what your ideas are rather than looking at it as a performance. But the way I always thought about it was I'm just going to write my own monologue and then perform my own monologue. And so it, ca it became its own sort of piece of drama in its own right and you were somewhat potentially lucky at that point to have that acting chops to be able yeah. to back it up yeah definitely and I think I, w I was lucky as well because I'd done kind of debating and public speaking and it was drawing on all of those skills to be like this is why I'm going to sell it to you and making it something exciting that they want to hear about rather than just well this is my idea and this is what it symbolizes so really, you know, I was acting out different lines of the script and then showing how the actor would be using the set in that moment or how they would be reacting to the sound that was playing in the background at that point. But Sure. And the next year after Top Designs, or possibly in the same year actually, you were awarded the Liabirds the uh, Rising Star Technical Award. 
Now that is uh, one that is by application only, and they only award give that award if someone truly deserves it. And obviously, uh, you did that year because you did outstanding work, uh, not only for Matilda but also for Love and Information. Uh, was that a big year for you, 2019? Yes, that was definitely a big year. So that was the year that I did three, four theatre studies. That was the year that I was an MTC ambassador, and then that was the year that I did Matilda which was probably the school and it was also the year that I was really I started getting really involved in house music um planning for 2020 so I think it was the year that I really decided that this was what I wanted to be doing and was something that I was really passionate about because 2018 I think I'd started so 2017 was when I first tried backstage. 2018 was when I went, actually, I'm really enjoying this. Like, I'm going to do a little bit more and tried more. And then 2019 was probably when I committed to it. And I... The Phoenix year. Yeah. Amy yeah. Norton becoming the true Phoenix. <laughs> yes. And that was when I was exposed to a lot more theatre through um, MTC. So I think I was developing that idea of what, what, what theatre actually is. Like, is it, you know, is it just people getting up, learning some lines and then saying them and then people finding it funny? Or is it a piece of art that can really tell a story and really be, you know, a driver of change um, in the world? And then I think I was just getting so many amazing experiences and I really wanted to take them all on and learn as much as I could. Great. And it might appear to anyone listening that doesn't know you, Amy, like, well, of course she's going to be in theatre. Look at all the things she's doing in theatre. That's not even half of Amy <laughs> Norton. Uh, yes, she's dedicating hundreds of hours uh, to theatre and drama, but you also had uh, an incredible opportunities beyond theatre that you were involved in, and not just opportunities for you, but things you actively sought out and did. Uh, maybe you could give us the... Um, the 25 words or less version of all the other things <laughs> that Amy Norton had going on 2019, 2020, and, and you know, the, yeah. the things you were awarded. Tell us a little bit about that. So, I guess to start off, my classes in 2019 were like chem methods, English, history, theatre studies, and hospitality. So, it was kind of a blimp in terms of all the co- core curricular stuff I was doing. Um, that year I went to Thailand on a study tour for history. Um, so that was something pretty amazing that I got to do and for Anzac Day. Uh, I, that year I applied for what was called the Premier Spirit of Democracy study tour and that one was to Greece and that was all about politics and philosophy So I was writing essays for those study tours and applying for them. Um, So tell us about the Long Tan Award. It's called the Long Tan Award. It's by the Australian Defence Force and they run it in, I think every school can apply to have a student from year 10 and 12 be the recipient of it. So I applied for that through the school um, and I was very fortunate to receive that award. Because you're also not only the, the technical leader, as part of the theatre program, but you also had official leadership capacity with a badge and everything. Yeah. With I Guy Mitchell. The, I was the wilderness captain um, in year 11 and 12. So I was doing a lot of work for like our school camps um, and 
activities, going surfing, going kayaking, rock climbing, all those types of things. So that was another kind of part that I got quite involved in. I was doing like the, the hikes that we were running at that point. Um, yeah, I was, I was involved in a lot of things across year 11 and 12. And I think that as well was probably really important in me realizing what I, what I wanted to be doing after school. Cause I, cause there was a small chance you weren't even going to apply for NIDA. Yeah. Because you already had life set up. You had a five year plan, not five year plan, but a three year plan ready to go. Cause you got an opportunity. Yeah. You? So I, um, towards, so kind of, I guess the start of year 12, when I was thinking about what I wanted to do for 2021 after school, I had two directions. I had drama schools to do technical theatre stuff and stage management, or I had kind of more the humanities field, whether it was an arts degree or I was looking at uh, PPE, which is politics, philosophy and economics. Um, And I applied for early entry to ANU, the Australian National University. And I was accepted into that around August. And once I heard about my acceptance, at that point I had started my applications for drama schools, but once I, once I knew that I'd been accepted, I really started to think about like, maybe this is what I should do next year. Maybe I should wait for the, like leave the drama schools for a bit. And if I decide next year that actually, no, that is what I want to do, I'll give it another go, but leave it for this year. Um, so that's basically what I thought I was going to do. And so this was around August and I was getting all set up to be doing politics, philosophy, economics and arts. Um, and then I had a conversation with one of my English and drama teachers, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I call, I knew he'd be really helpful at having a conversation with me. So I call, this was when we were in, in online learning. I sent Fred an email and said, hi, Fred, are you around to have a chat? he said sure and he called me on teams straight away and I said look like this is where I'm at I'm not sure if I should like I'm kind of feeling like maybe I don't want to be looking at this whole drama school business which is what I kind of had my heart set on for so long what do you think and he said stop working on your applications leave them where they are, don't, don't delete anything, but leave it as it is now and wait. And he said, wait and see if it pulls you back in. He said, if you're not, if you don't feel that need to keep on working on them, it's not because you're lazy, it's because it's not the right time right now. And he said, you know what, in two months time, you might go, actually, no, I am really interested in it. And then that's fine. You'll just do it a little bit later than you thought you were going to do it. Um, And I guess I was lucky as well that it was 2020. So all the uni application deadlines were pushed back quite a bit. So it meant it it wasn't such a rush to have to decide. So basically, I went probably until the end of September, start of October with my drama school applications being half done um, and thinking, yeah, I'm going up to Canberra. I'm going to go do this humanities stuff and see where it takes me. And I came back to school to do 
my vet music exam rehearsals and we were sitting there doing the lighting for the exam and I was like no I like I love this too much I can't I can't let that opportunity slide um but by this point I'd figured out you know what if I'm I've got my top academic preference um and if I'm gonna do drama school like there's not much point doing applications if I'm not sure that I'll take the offer above my ANU offer so I went you know NIDA's my top preference the course looks like it's one that suits me I'll put in my NIDA application so then I had about a month or maybe even less two weeks um, to get all my final stuff done I was in a mad rush (laughs) and speaking with Nick getting everything put together and I did it and I went you know what like I'm not going to get in nobody gets into drama school their first try but at least I've done it and I won't regret having put in my application and I won't have regretted not getting the opportunity to do an interview because basically the way it works for technical theatre courses is that everybody gets interviewed so I did it and I had my interview I got my interview date and then I had to put together all of my project well I'd started on my project but I had a long way to go because I would have probably had started it way back in June and then kept on working on it toward getting towards the date but because I had let it I just kind of put it down and went no I'll look at it if I decide that this is what I want to do and it was a challenging time to want to be involved in the theater yes when every theater had shut down so they're gonna go oh my is this even worth pursuing did that play into your mind yeah it did play into my mind a bit and it was hard at that time as well because we were going into exams so it was exam time and I had um so we were really busy we were still kind of coming out of online so it was just a bit of a draining time as 2020 was um And then there was that whole thing of people saying, but at the moment the arts industry is dead. You know, is it really somewhere you should be looking at, wanting to study in? Um, But I figured, you know what, Australia is doing pretty well with COVID at the moment. Three years time, by the time I'm finishing, chances are we'll be back to as normal as possible. so yeah, it was, it was a lot going on at the same time and I pulled it all together for my interview. And You, that you Amy Nortoned it. <laughs> I did. And when you say your application was half done, you had done a lot as well. Even You'd done a lot before you'd left it and yeah. came back to it. Yeah, yeah it, it, I had done quite a bit, but I, it still definitely needed mm-hmm. a lot of work to get it to that stage to be ready to talk to people about. Um, and that, that was definitely a challenge, those that kind of week of pulling together my project, as I'm sure Nick can <laughs> Would you suggest putting your project together in a week? No. No, no, absolutely no. not. But then at the same time, I don't think I would say, I don't think I regret the way I did it at all. You had I a great idea. Was, yeah. I think that was, the po- that was the way I had to go to realise that that was what I really wanted to do. 
and my feelings about from my perspective if that matters is your experience since 2015 uh, with MTC with uh, suitcase series with theatre studies with top designs um, working on all the shows working with uh, Fred Whitlock working with Amanda Sykes working with the tech team that has given you the skills over six years to be able to put something like that together in two weeks in a month and your sensational mind uh, your wonderful ideas and your rich capacity for greatness uh, that also helps uh, <laughs> I think you were able to actually funnel a, a lot of those experiences into a, a week to make something, you know, really exceptional. Did, yeah. did that play into your? Did you find it easy that week, or did you find that hard? Did you think you were drawing on these skills, or not at all? Is that just my perspective? Um, no, I definitely felt that I was drawing on those skills. I think if I'd had to do that a year earlier, it would have been the end of the world. And I and I did find that week very hard, um, and it was. It was very emotional trying to get it all done just because I felt like it was so, so much to get done and that I wasn't living up to my own uh, expectations of myself because um, I felt like I'd left everything to the last minute and it wasn't going to be very good and I was just wasting the time with the interview. Um, but I pulled it together and we made a plan we, Nick sent me a list of every single thing that I should have ready to speak about and said, put it all into a PowerPoint and then you'll feel like you've got a structure to it and you know the way that you need to talk when you get into the interview. You know exactly the things that you need to talk about and how that ties in. Because basically the project, it was actually quite similar to the Theatre Studies monologue exam um, for design, the design part of the exam uh it was you get a script and then you present an idea of how you would stage it so it's a bit broader but it's the same kind of idea um underneath it so I did that and I went into the interview I felt like the interview was okay didn't feel like it was amazing but at the same time I didn't feel like I bombed it so I was happy I went you know I I got my interview experience now I know next year when I try again what it'll be like um, and that was on a Friday. And then the Monday I got a call from Mal at NIDA to say that I'd been accepted. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it. And I was so excited. We could and believe it. We, you know, no doubt in our minds, of course. <laughs> but yeah, that, so that was pretty exciting. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. The Phoenix had risen. Mm. You had done it. You'd Amy norton it. Yeah. And then I had one more exam to go with my BCE exams. Um, and I could not concentrate on that to save my life. <laughs> no, that's okay. You had your future plan. <laughs> it's done. The next three years were, were done and dusted. Well, that's, um, you know, we're obviously incredibly proud of you. And uh, we couldn't be happier for you uh, to be going to NIDA to the best art school in Australia, top three art schools in the world to be pursuing what you love. And the truth of it from our perspective or from my perspective is that you have been the, the owner of your destiny from the very start. You have fought for everything, you have asked for everything, you've worked hard for everything, and in the end, um, someone with your great capacity has achieved something great because, you know, you're a hard worker, you're there, um, you go the extra mile all the time. Congratulations, Amy Norton, you amazing lady. So if you have someone in your perspective, from in your position, they could be in, um, like you were, in year seven, doing the school play, doing it for fun and thinking, is there more? Is there any advice you give to that next group of people that want to go to NIDA in six years? 
or next year? I think you just have to suck it up how uncomfortable it can be and give everything a go and ask if there's something you want to learn ask the person who can teach you or if there's something you want to get involved in like nag them until you can be involved in that because I think a lot for me a lot of the things that probably helped me and pushed me to really learn um, and to find out more was when we get uh, like sound techs coming in to work on school shows and I'd just kind of sit next to them and watch everything that they were doing and ask some questions about it. Um, and at first that felt so awkward and it was horrible. And, I, and that was kind of the reason why I didn't, you know, when I was still in the mindset of, oh yeah, I should be acting in shows. Um, in year nine, why I didn't want to audition because I was like, it's just too scary. It's too hard. I don't want to put myself out there. All these big kids are scary. All these adults are scary. Um, but then when I went, when I sucked it up and went, no, I'm just going to do it. That was when I really had so many amazing experiences and learned so much. Great. And you were able to blossom as well. Yeah. I mean, you you did you didn't just stage manage you, you went well above and beyond you were involved in every yeah. area of the production yeah. yeah and a vital part of that as well yeah so congratulations Amy Norton thank you well done uh, uh, we hope to hear from you at some point in the next three years but well done it was a pleasure teaching you and thank you for giving your time to the aside podcast no worries excellent so we're thanking Fred we're thanking Evan we're thanking Amanda Sykes we're thanking uh, Dane, of course. We're yes. thanking Trevor. We're thanking Andrew. We're thanking Sydney. We're thanking Tom, Nick Tranta. Tom. Cam. Cam, of course, absolutely. You ended up being a tech, the theatre leader, the, um, the, the technical leader, and taking Tech Club. Yeah. Yeah, so you have, you know, the next generation of people. We've got, what, we've got 22 people that want to be working backstage with you, that want to be part of the incredible company at Eltham College. Amy Norton again for the last time. Thank you very much for giving us your time at the Aside Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. That is all from us at the Aside. There are a load of episodes in the bank, so feel free to go through those and find one that piques your interest. If you'd like to ask us a question or you have a suggestion for a future episode, please do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. We answer a number of emails each week and we are very happy to help. We would like to thank Aaron Searle for providing the music, Drama Victoria for their ongoing support, Eltham College for letting us record here, and of course, thank you for listening. 